Hi, Juliet here with a quick message before this episode starts. Everything you need to be more strategic amid the busyness of the school term is contained in the 170 plus episodes of this podcast. But sometimes you can get there a bit faster with some personalised help. I host a termly online workshop specifically designed to help the support staff within schools to make the shift from being reactive to strategic. Our next workshop is coming up soon and we're going to be reflecting on how things have gone this academic year and strategising for the academic year to come so that you can confidently prioritise your workload, overcome the obstacles that are holding you back and redirect your time and focus onto your priorities. At the end of the session, I promise you're going to be feeling more energised, ready to hit the ground running with a clear plan of action. This term's workshop is going to be run on Thursday the 16th of May, and you can find out more and book your place at www.consultjuliet.co.uk slash plan. I hope to see you there. Now, let's launch into this episode. We're practising, we're rehearsing, we're developing our skill set so that Whatever unfolds, we are better able to respond to it because our quality of strategic thinking and our decision-making nimbleness, if you like, are ready to respond to those potential futures. Welcome to the Independent School Podcast. Thinking and acting strategically is the key to both securing the future of your school and helping to build a more equal and just world. My name's Juliette Corbett. I'm a consultant, speaker and facilitator specialising in helping independent schools. In this podcast, I translate tried and tested strategy and fundraising techniques into a language that works for schools. So if you're a senior leader in a private school and you want your daily work to feel less exhausting and more strategic, and if you want to once more feel the joy of making the world a better place through education, then you're in the right place. Welcome, and let's get started on this week's episode. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode, where we're talking about navigating uncertainty using scenarios. It's become a bit of a game these days to talk about the uncertain times in which we're living. In actual fact, I think that can be overplayed sometimes. Many of the leaders who have gone before us have also had to lead through uncertain times, but certainly nowadays, It's part of the lexicon, it's part of the the dialogue of leadership is managing uncertainty. And I think what can certainly be said is true is that we need to be able to understand how our schools can change over time, regardless of whether that level of uncertainty that you're leading in is ebbing or flowing, whether there's actually a period of relative stability or not. The rate of change is great enough, even under normal circumstances, that the status quo of what you're doing now, today in your school If you were to think about not making any changes over the next decade, I'm betting you probably won't have a thriving school at the end of that decade. There is a a sense that we need to change in order to thrive. And I think that it's true that regardless of levels of uncertainty being high or low relative to each other to different periods of time, we are working within an environment which is changing at a rate that is rapid enough that we need to be constantly thinking about what we need to do today to prepare our schools and therefore our pupils for a changing world to come. So change is inevitable. Where the uncertainty ebbs and flows is over the level of um, risk that we can see with regards to predicting how that change might unfold over time. 
And sometimes the change is inevitable and we can predict with some certainty the direction it's heading in. And other times we can acknowledge that change is inevitable, but we really don't know the details about how that's going to unfold. Or more importantly, sometimes the speed with which those details are going to unfold. Now, within the UK independent school setting, we're seeing an example of this at the moment. So we have a situation where most leaders of schools are actively preparing for political change at our next general election in probably in 2024, potentially sooner. And there is a real chance that the political um, change of government that might be coming might then result in taxation change. Schools are starting to think about what would happen if. And the result of that thought process is a spectrum of human reaction, basically. And that spectrum runs from really over-planning some of these things and the instinct that we might have to do an immense amount of financial modelling, to really understand all of these different things that, that could change with regards to taxation. And then there's also business rates and charitable status, and there's all these different elements that could be changing. And so wanting to financially model all of those possibilities in order to best make decisions today. So sometimes some people, and when I'm working with governing bodies or leadership teams, there might be some people in the room whose instinct it is to really plan for that possible future. And at the other end of the spectrum, there is a feeling of this is all quite difficult and maybe we want to just ignore it for now until we know what's actually going to happen. And that can lead to a level of unpreparedness which isn't particularly helpful when we're leading our schools. Now, I haven't yet, have yet to find a school which is at one end of that spectrum or the other, the unprepared or the overplanned end. But certainly all schools are thinking about where they want to be on that spectrum. And it's a real conundrum. There is no right thing to do. There's no right place to be on that spectrum. And so what schools are trying to, to navigate is how can we plan for an uncertain future, but not waste not an ordinate amount of our leadership time in doing that planning for a future that may not unfold. So what we're going to be talking about in this episode is a method, if you like, called scenario thinking, which can help us to find a position on that spectrum from overplanned to unprepared, where we're feeling comfortable that we've done enough planning, but we haven't put a lot of resources into something that may or may not happen. And what matters most is two things. The first is that your school has the ability to conduct high quality strategic thinking at any point in the future. And of course, there are many other uncertain trends that could be hitting. And if you're not in the UK, there might be other types of uncertainty that you're facing. But that high quality strategic thinking is absolutely critical. And secondly, you need to have a decision making process which enables some nimble decision making, some agile strategy so that when things happen, you can make decisions quickly when that is required. So what we're going to be doing today is thinking through scenario thinking and how that can generate both that high quality strategic thinking and that nimble decision making. So many people have told me that this podcast really helps them, which is great because helping people is why I create these weekly episodes. I also hear from a lot of people who need a bit more support. And for those schools, I facilitate strategy away days for governors and leadership teams. I guide heads and chairs of governors through the creation and implementation of new strategic plans. And I lead regular one-to-one strategy advice calls with heads and directors of development. 
And the best part of my job is hearing from those people I work with that they're clearer about what to prioritise day to day. They're better able to lead change in their schools and they feel happier and more confident that they're making good strategic decisions. So anytime you feel like you need a bit of extra help, just drop me a message so we can have a chat. You'll find my contact details at www.consultjuliet.co.uk. So what I'm going to be doing in this episode is to talk you through a scenario thinking method, which gives us some structure to think about how we can deal with that uncertainty. Before I dive into the actual method step by step, what I want to do briefly is just consider the fact that as humans, we are naturally built to think about future scenarios. We are, it's part of our kind of risk mitigation strategy. As as psychology has developed, we think through what could happen next and how we might respond to that possible future as it unfolds. You only have to think about the nervousness that you feel going into a job interview, for example, and think about, well, what if they ask this question? What if they ask that question? What if I do get the job? Am I going to have to move my family? What if I don't get the job? How am I going to deal with that disappointment? We think through all of the different possible scenarios that might unfold as a result of that next step of putting in that job application. It's just the same as people are thinking within strategy days, within senior leadership teams or governor teams, within schools. People are constantly kind of bringing into the room, but what if VAT is added onto school fees? What if business rates are levied? What if we lose our charitable status? Or perhaps outside the UK context in which those things don't make much sense, what if social attitudes to private education significantly change over the coming years? What if AI enables either state schools or some of our uh, independent school competitors to completely shift the way that they are delivering education? What if something like that happens? What are we going to do? How are we going to respond? And so we are built to think about those future scenarios and strategic thinking, a key element of this is understanding those scenarios as they might play out over time. Now, the more complex the situation in which you're leading and the more uncertainty there is, the more it can be really helpful to build a structure around that natural instinct to think through scenarios. Now, back in the 1960s and 70s, there was a movement that actually started within the oil companies, Shell in particular, to try and understand uncertainty with regards to oil prices. And we know that back in the 70s, we saw significant oil price shocks hit the global economy on multiple occasions. What Shell and then subsequently a number of other corporates developed was an approach to scenarios called scenario planning. Now, that approach was very, very labour intensive, really quite data heavy and was very much focused on the planning element. Now, these companies had big departments which could all be kind of involved in developing these rather complex scenario plans. What's happened since then is that a number of authors and actually George Cairns and George Wright wrote a book called Scenario Thinking preparing your organisation for the future in an unpredictable world. I'm going to put the link to that in the episode notes because it's a key text with regards to this area. What authors such as George Kens and George Wright did was to say, this is really helpful, but we don't want to emphasise this whole process, the planning part of it. We want to reinvent this idea as scenario thinking. This is a process by which individuals and teams can enhance the skill set that they have with regards to 
anticipating and then responding in these future scenarios, but that the outcome of this process isn't so much having a really detailed scenario plan for what are we going to do every for every possible future that might unfold. Instead, the scenario thinking process develops our skill set. And one of the things that I find really helpful about this is that, as I mentioned before, what really matters isn't that you've detailed, created a detailed plan for everything that might occur in your uncertain environment. What really matters is that you have that high quality strategic thinking occurring on an ongoing basis in your organisation, in your school. And this scenario thinking approach really resonates with me because it is about developing your ability as a team to think strategically, and in this case, specifically through scenarios. So in their book, George Kens and George Wright, what they do is they set out an eight-step process for developing four scenarios of possible futures. And then they set out a, a process by which you can test your strategic choices against each of those scenarios. And it's really important to understand none of those scenarios predict the future. We're not attempting to gaze into the crystal ball and actually predict what will happen. We're practicing, we're rehearsing, we're developing our skill set so that whatever unfolds, we are better able to respond to it because our quality of strategic thinking and our decision-making um, nimbleness, if you like, are ready to respond to those potential futures. Now, the eight-step process that Cairns and Wright set out is quite detailed takes quite a long time to do it properly. They say in the book, I think it's two or three months to do it properly. And that's assuming you've got a little project team to put time into it over that time frame. Most schools don't have that kind of resource. Um, some might do, in which case I think groups of schools might be doing this more and more in future. But what I've done is actually create a shorter version of it. So I bypass some of the early steps to get us to a, to a point, a midpoint very, very quickly. Um, that involves making assumptions, which obviously is sometimes dangerous, but assuming I check the assumptions with the school I'm working with, normally it can work really well. And then I take people through a much shorter version, which can be complete in a day, which is much more geared around not fleshing out four detailed scenarios, but instead training ourselves as a team to think in this way and to understand the how we might respond under future set of future possible futures and what we do then is we make sure we've got time to think about what are the range of viable options that you might have in each of those future scenarios so for example if you've set out a possible one of your scenarios might be a possible future whereby there is significant taxation changing and government policy change within a uk independent school setting and where let's say there is quite sluggish economic growth, quite sluggish economic recovery over time, you could see that, that would be a very challenging scenario in which to be um, to, to have unfold for us. What are the range of options that you might have in that future scenario? And as you flesh out three further scenarios, you see that the range of options that you have would be different in each scenario, but that there will be common features which would be present within all of those scenarios. And a key part of this process is stretching people's um, ability to consider what we might call extreme decisions. Now, none of these decisions are truly, genuinely extreme. But for example, if a school has had been a certain size for a very, very long time, and the, the culture that has evolved is a narrative which says, 
we can't get any larger than this, and this is whatever size we are now, because we would lose our feeling of being a family. We would lose our sense of individualised education. We would lose that feeling that every child is known by all of their peers and their teachers. And because those things are very precious to us and they're part of our core values, we can't grow larger than we are now. What I find is that when you go through this exercise and people experience what range of options might be available to them in one of those negative future scenarios, it stretches people to understand, actually, maybe it is possible to grow our school. And if we are forced to, if you like, if if the economic environment requires us to grow, then what would we do to ensure that those values of individualised learning, every child is known, that sense of a family, a community, what would we do to, to really um, protect those values that we really find important? So this whole process stretches people's thinking, forces them to consider slightly more extreme solutions than they might have done under other circumstances. It's important also to know that some of those scenarios you're considering need to be positive need to be much more positive than you might genuinely expect the future to look like. And again, you want to stretch your your range of viable options that you might consider in one of those highly positive future scenarios. So the first thing you think about is what range of options might you have in each of those scenarios? The second question to think about is what would you do now to prepare? If you knew that that particular scenario would unfold, What would you do now to prepare? And then there's a secondary question to that. Okay, we don't know for sure it's going to unfold, but are there some of those preparations that would make sense anyway, that would be worth doing regardless? And that might be because actually they'd be useful under multiple future scenarios, or it might be because they are relatively not costly or or time-consuming, and so you may as well do them now to prepare for that potential future scenario unfolding. So that's your second question. So the first question is, what's your range of viable options? Your second question is, how, what will you do now to prepare? And then thirdly, the really important question is, how will you know if that particular scenario is unfolding? What trigger events, what indicators are you going to look out for so that you can understand whether or not that particular scenario of the future is the one that's unfolding? And as I said before, very unlikely that any scenario that you paint will unfold precisely what will probably happen is there will be a combination of a couple of the scenarios that you paint a picture of in in this process. A couple of them unfold in tandem in some kind of combination of the two, midpoint of the two. So what's really important is understanding that that approach to scenarios, giving it a little bit of structure, firstly, it harnesses what we naturally want to do anyway as human beings, which which is useful of kind of working in the direction of our own psychology. It brings us together as a team to know that there is a a structured process for this discussion rather than a kind of slightly ambling um, discourse, which often drifts towards the disastrous end of the spectrum or the overly optimistic end of, you know, the status quo will be here forever, nothing will ever change. This forces the conversation to to consider multiple different scenarios that could unfold, giving a sense of that that mid-range of the scenario that could unfold, not heading towards disaster or heading towards over-optimism. But most importantly, it creates what matters, which is what I talked about at the beginning, which is that high-quality strategic thinking, because you've been through as a team thinking through these scenarios. And secondly, it allows you to create a structure for nimble decision-making. That question, what will you do to prepare, 
normally results in at least something which is a shift in decision-making structure or whatever level of governance that might be, which will enable quicker decision-making in future. And so you've got that, that dual outcome, better quality strategic thinking and more nimble decision-making. And that is what makes a difference. That is how doing these scenario thinking exercises can really help you to navigate uncertainty that we're experiencing at the moment. So that's it for this week. I love to hear your feedback as always. What has this made you think about? Is this something you've tried or want to try? What are the particular benefits that you see for your school? And if you'd like a little bit of help building a scenario thinking exercise into a strategy day, just reach out for a chat. If you're listening to this episode roughly around when it comes out, then I'm actually at the process of booking in strategy days for autumn 2023. So do contact me and let's set up a chat. That's it for this time. I look forward to talking to you again next week. Bye-bye then. Thanks for listening to the Independent School Podcast, the podcast that helps senior leaders in private schools to think and act more strategically, both because they want to secure the future of their school and because they want to help build a more equal and just world. You can listen in everywhere that podcasts are available. And if you want to catch up on previous episodes or follow any of the links that I've mentioned today, just head over to www.consultjuliet.com dot co dot uk slash podcast.